Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Saturday, try a fly. Best show on the air. Listeners leak. Do we care? No, we don't. Give a shit. Look out. <laughs> it's time for SDL. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. After a few weeks, I am back. It is me, Scott McLeod, the cheap, not even double-sided sticky tape that helps keep this little ragtag group of draft analysis people together. And I am here to reclaim my place as a, as a host on this show. After my co-host, a man who clearly doesn't know where his, where his bread is buttered, you know, decided to you know make himself a bit too comfortable on the show. And with his first words on the first show that he hosted, tried to insult me, forgetting I edit these fucking shows. And, you know, firmly found himself never hosting again for a good long while, unless he knows his place. It's Ryan Dogley's solo, Ryan. Howdy. <laughs> We finally meet after my comments. How many weeks ago? Two weeks ago. <laughs> it may just be a few weeks to you, Ryan, but if my track record on this podcast has shown anything, I can hold a grudge. <laughs> I can hold a good grudge, you know. I, I took, it took me a year to get revenge on David Campbell, but I got it in the end. So, <laughs> I mean, you, you had a grudge before I started, so <laughs> what chance have I got? Trust me, I can set world records for how long I can hold grudges. Your day, welcome. But today we are here to do our usual draft analysis and we look ahead to Money in the Bank. But first, we look at the top three of the week here after coming out of Forbidden Door. And number three with nine points in the top three of the week is Ross's tag team of FTR, who had a successful win at uh, Forbidden Door winning the triple threat tag match now holding three different titles from three different promotions and then also assisted Danhausen and featuring the Ass Boys and Max Caster on the Blood and Guts edition of Dynamite. Uh, nine points, good for Ross's uh, tag team, although you know it kind of sucks for Ross in that these titles, because they're not AEW championships, aren't being guaranteed in the draft. So you know, I think if, well, they did at least the Ring of Honor belts, which I'm Starting to think they should as Ring of Honor has become a bigger part of AWTV, right? Uh, I think Ross could have been number one of the week. Yeah, I think he would have been if that was the rules. Um, whether or not they, um, these belts show up more consistently, then they definitely should be included. But it's still quite early to tell that for sure. But it'd be very interesting and a very great addition to the draft if they were. Yeah, I know uh, it would be a big issue for Stephen to also add up the points and everything, but I think, you know, it's all under the same Tony Khan umbrella. You don't need, doesn't mean we have to include fucking like Ring of Honor shows like the upcoming recently announced Death Before Dishonor show, but I think if they're going to be defended on like TV, which they have already been like the tide belts and TV that we've seen defended on AEW television, I think it's definitely something to consider and talk about for next season, but. Ryan, one of your picks finds their way into the top uh, three of the season and the top three of the week. 
uh, on 19 points and actually is sixth overall despite you know, our recent you know, comments about you know not enough TV time or perceived lack of uh, TV time despite being the women's champion. Thunder Rosa was boosted by her successful pay-per-view title defence against Tony Storm at Forbindor, further justifying that it was right for me to transfer out Tony Storm. Obviously, <laughs> uh, got to feel good for you, you know, one of your top uh, picks uh, still performing strong at this late stage in the season. Yeah, um, obviously, for good reason, I had to put the captaincy on somebody else, and she was a safe option, and it's uh, these defences are working in my favour. Um, I didn't think there was a chance that Stoney was going to win, and I just hope that she defends it once or twice more before the season ends at SummerSlam. So, but it's proven uh, good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, she wouldn't be selfish. You know, she wouldn't let you down. She wouldn't walk into Tony Khan's office, leave the belt, <laughs> and walk out after something so trivial. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm all, I'm all for. Uh, uh, going up against your boss, he's asking for more, but not when I've chosen. Please, <laughs> <laughs> somebody yes. else's roster could do it. I'm not mine. Yes, by all means, fight for your for quality and workers' rights, but don't do it. Do it in a different season. <laughs> do, do it in August. Yeah, <laughs> do it when it's not inconvenient to me. <laughs> uh, Number one was 20 points because the fucker couldn't stop popping up at Forbidden Door and then also there was Dynamite. Uh, Stoney Giovanni, don't want to talk about him really that much, so I'm going to just fill the, the obligated 30 seconds that we would talk about him and talk about anything else. Ryan, in 30 seconds or less, uh, describe us, tell me your favourite Money in the Bank cash in given that Money in the Bank is tonight. Seth Rollins. Excellent. It wasn't even, it wasn't even a, uh, I didn't have to think about that, that was the best one. Yeah, yes, definitely. They're all are all time alongside the likes of Edge, New Year's Revolution, uh, and also I have a soft spot for Kane, who's the first person to cash in the same night, and you know he's a close favorite of mine. Not the man behind the character, but the character himself. <laughs> yeah, well, that, the, less, the less we talk about Glenn, the better. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Tony Schiavone, top of the top three and top of the season overall with an overall score of one hundred twenty-eight points. Moving on, same as you know, Blake Money. As a uh, bowling for soup once said, no, same song, different chorus. <laughs> we go to the top nine leaderboard overall of the season. Adam Kelly taking his rightful place at the bottom on 125 points, with Ross above him on 137 and a half points, with what a man, what a man, what a mighty good Mahan, which he insists on keeping despite no McMahon and Mahan not being involved in the team. In the West End Country Club is on 147 points ahead of Heros, so that's a 10-point gap. Then you take another gap up to 174 points where you find myself with the first pick, picks of Bel Air. Also, Ryan, you're ahead of me on 184 points, again, probably due to the, the stellar performance from Thunder Rosa recently this week. Uh, then Jerry is ahead of you. King okay, will score 186.5 points. Then we take another jump over to Stephen with 209 points. He was... Ian Chris Anthony Lopez who's on two fourteen are kinda of battling for second place right now. But you know, it does seem like a very losing battle at this late stage when you go up to you know two hundred and fifty nine and a half points with Jack Graham's team, you know, again, you talk about the same old story, the the only real thing that changes in this leaderboard is really just whoever whoever's in second place to Jack. Yeah, um it's almost as if we could just forget 
uh, that horizontal line at the top and just talk about everybody else because it's just not interesting anymore. Uh, just, I'm sick of this. It's a good old, same old story. We talk with the scorer every week. Uh, and you got it. Got, I'm going to ask myself, should Tony Javon even be a choice anymore? It's just, I'm fed up. <laughs> if you're fed up, Miguel, Presente Lopez. <laughs> Lopez is bloody losing his rag in the chat. He's he's starting to launch a one-man campaign to ban all, to ban all non-wrestling commentating picks from the draft. Whether or not he'll be successful as you know, remains to be seen, unless he can somehow get Tony Schiavone next season before anybody else. Uh, then I'm sure he'll be looking at it from a different perspective. But before we talk about uh, our main story of FBL, Ryan, you know, you need to fulfil a contractual obligation. Uh, and obviously, because I don't want to do it, I've thrown it your way. Because, you know, you, you used to be among these people. I say people in all of terms. Uh, please describe who of these Listeners League losers is performing less bad than the others. Well, I'm going to add a slight uh, span in the works here because we're going to talk about before that Adam clearly last place in our league, right? Mm. Proven my point that everybody in the listener league is definitely a bottom, <laughs> and Adam's just <laughs> making it easy for me. So uh, congratulations, <laughs> right? Anyway, so top five of the listeners league we have. And fifth place, staying in the top five, is Stuart Irvin with 254 points and a half with the Collective of Greatness is equal to. And fourth, we've got Lee McAteer living on a chair about Lana Austin on 260 points. Robert fucking Shaw, 272 and a half points. Robert fucking Shaw and the draft bastards. And then, realistically, that's over the season, uh, or the title for this season is going to be. Between is uh, JP second, hello is your daughter there, Requiem, Requiem, with 295 points. And then 18 points ahead with 313, Dan Axel Jameson with the old age in-laws. Um, Dan had a great night last night. He's also got uh, Madcap Moss, who won his way into the Money in the Bank match. Great choice, if only somebody else picked him and made it clear. The vision, that is Madcap Moss. And Dan, obviously, took my wise words and took with it. So good for him. Um, when I add too much here, Scott, I'm sure you'll be pleasant to hear that. But the one thing I will yeah, say yeah. is that you, the WhatsApp group, who these people are, you, Scott. No, no I, I I try to disassociate myself from these people as much as possible. Yeah, honestly, like don't, <laughs> please, <laughs> please, please don't. Because you wouldn't know this, Scott, but JP's been very vocal this week about how he's definitely going to win this season. And I just oh, want to add that Dan Dan did so well last night, he's like pretty much doubled the gap. And I also want to remind JP, the only reason he's doing well is because I'm not there anymore. You don't so, want to be there, though. You're, you're, I, don't want you're, it, I don't want to be there. Just, by, just, by like, just, just like uh, Paul Heyman said, Triple H doesn't want to work Tuesdays. This is exactly the same situation here. It's only because I'm not there that he's doing well. So fuck you. <laughs> you're you're in fifth place overall in the leaderboard in the main league, and by yeah. default, I think that's the best any listeners' league winner has ever done in the main draft ever. Outside the tag team season, but I don't really count that. Yeah, well, yeah. If you want yeah. to get seats about it. I've done okay. 
anyway, I don't want to talk anymore about them. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to uh, bitch and move on, Scott. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, if you, if you want to get vocal, please explain whatever this fucking Requiem, Requiem shit is all about. Uh, and, I, and I do firmly support Dan Axel Jameson because, you know, they're losers when they come up to the main league, but I like to have a different loser and not the same loser that we've had before. Uh, so, you know, just stay away from us, JP. Yeah, uh, I think the only one I'd accept back is Robert fucking Shaw, just so I can oh, yeah. more often. I met Robert fucking Shaw a few weeks back uh, at Stephen's uh, homestay, and a uh, lovely fella, lovely fella. What I can remember, I was a bit pissed by Timmy, so I think we showed up. Fair, fair enough. Dr. <laughs> Adam Kelly, by the way, the selfishness of this man to not draft out uh, Blackpool Combat Club and let John Moxley go as a singles pick. Because now John Moxley is the AEW interim world champion. He's got a title defence this Wednesday against Brody King, the winner of the Rampage Rumble. And no fucker is going to benefit from that. And I think it's all his fault. And he's let fucking Carmelo Hayes go, which Jack is then taking further advantage of as if he needed it. So, boo you, Adam Kelly. No, it's funny. It's funny, but... <laughs> Not to me, it isn't. I take this seriously. <laughs> but I did briefly mention Moxley's single fight along with recent AEW debut, uh, Claudio Castagnoli. I think those two have instantly just, you know, their value is single fight potentially in the first round as well has shot right up this past week uh, oh, yeah. for next season. We've got a few other um, new people we can uh, We've got a new tag team. In Massey mm-hmm. and Mansoir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and now we've got yeah. Logan Paul. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> things are changing here at the USSR. I don't know what he's scheduled. He says we will appear at multiple events across 2022 and 2023. So, you know, there is a Saudi show next season, which I'm sure you'll be brought in for. So, you know, I dare one of you bastards. You know, if Infant Man can get drafted, uh, then surely Logan Paul can as well, you know. I'm shocked that nobody, with the amount of risk that we've seen taken this season that didn't really pay off, that nobody during the transfer window didn't try and be bold and take John Cena, even though we knew it was announced on the first day of the transfer window that he was coming back and we knew he was going to be at SummerSlam. So, you know, not enough risks being taken this latter half of the season. Yeah, boring, boring. More. I know. And that's why that chicken fucker... Jack Gray manages to keep the heavy because none of you are taking risks. I forgot about that joke. <laughs> we, I never forget. The North remembers. The North remembers. I, I think the worst of it is, Scott, I don't know if you know, I used to work with them in the same supermarket and seeing his face putting his chickens in the oven is the most miserable thing I've ever seen. And I just I hope you can see that because <laughs> that's the he best just, part. Just a disappointment. Just looking like it's a waste of perfectly good fucking material right there. Things I would do to that. And some selfish bastard's going to take that home and eat it. <laughs> but we've got a fair few, like you said, like new potential bites. We've got Logan Paul, Max Dupree as a, as a manager. Uh, you've got the new newly healed uh, Christian and alongside Black Mask uh, Luchasaurus, Jungle oh, yes. Boy, where he comes back. Know, it's definitely going to be an interesting you know, parallel next season. I assume FTR may be higher on people's priorities because they know they are still the number one ranked tag team, so maybe they might win some tag titles to actually count in this fucking draft. 
uh, you know, the season isn't over yet. We've got not only Money in the Bank tonight, but I want to briefly mention next week, uh, NXT Great American Bash has got several big title matches that do affect people in this league. Uh, Grayson Waller, who I believe is undrafted, will be challenging Jack's pick of uh, Carmelo Hayes, who he got because of, uh, you know, of Adam Kelly being an idiot. Idiot. But, uh, yeah, so potentially another big title win to help Jack extend his lead. Uh, also got a couple that affect me with uh, Toxic Attraction, who I believe are Gary's tag team. Yes, they are. They sort them out. Went for a judgment day out for them during the transfer window. Uh, they're taking on one of my picks, uh, Roxanne Perez, who I picked up during the transfer window. Uh, and Corey Jade, who I believe is on uh, Chris Anthony Lopez's team. I knew that. I knew that the whole time. So <laughs> hopefully, uh, and the, hopefully Roxanne Perez can you know do better than Tony Storm did with transferred in for. So and hopefully and win some gold after winning that breakout tournament. Uh, another big pick uh, on Chris Anthony Lopez's team is Captain Brownbreaker will be defending the title against Cameron Grants and hopefully imagine hold on to that title. And finally, my tag team, the Creed Brothers, have a big test now as they defend the tag team titles against. Their fellow Diamond Mind uh, members, uh, Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp, the younger, more talented and clearly more charismatic brother of Gable Stevenson. Uh, there's a skitter there because he's been on NXT UK, him and Wolfgang going to the pub. Just watch that, it's worth your time. I've saw it. Sorry. Yeah, you know, I love it when NXT does these big, you know, specials and it gets. Like, Good people on the the card, you know. Do you see, you know, I know, I know. Let's say Jack's you no know, game. I know Adam Kelly's loss was Jack's game, but do you think there's a chance that Grayson Waller, who NXT two point seem to reinvest a lot of time in, could maybe you know get a span in the works and take that North American title? No, I think it's too soon. If a, if this feud was maybe two three months later, I'd say yes, potentially, but I don't see it this soon. Yeah, um, maybe. I just think Carmelo Hayes is a wee, a small bit, a wee, little bit too important for NXT at the minute, and I don't see him having too short a title ring like that. I know it only feels like just yeah, you know, feels like two since he like regained that he'd already defended against uh, mm-hmm. uh, Tony D'Angelo, who you know, and I think Soul Sokol is maybe his next challenger. But then there's rumours of Soul Sokol getting a call up soon, be part of the Bloodline, so maybe they'll give the title win to. To Grayson Waller. It'll be a very interesting Tuesday and in terms of draft points. I'm hoping for two big title wins to, you know, keep me in that middle port part of the table because I've got very little representation of anything at money in the bank. And speaking of money in the bank, you know speaking of money in the bank, Ryan, you've got some big representation from your team, both Seth uh, <laughs> and now Madcap Moss after his win last night in the Battle Royale. I've all qualified for Ryan about plus the Street Profits challenging the so for the unified tag team titles. No right. On a scale from one to ten, from one being, you know, Stoner RBD, whatever man, and ten being very fucking angry, how annoyed would you be uh, if, if with three guys in the money in the bank, none of them won it? <laughs> no, I wouldn't be very happy. But I do think um I don't see MDL winning it. I do think Rollins is gonna win it this year. Did not give it. Have they gave them the the win twice in Money in Bank briefcase before? 
Well, if you want, if you want to count Edge, you won it off of Mr. Kennedy, but in terms of winning the oh, money, yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of winning the money about Lana match, so he's the only other person who'd do it, I think, is Punk. Oh, fair. Um, no, I think Rollins has definitely deserved it. I think storyline-wise, it makes the most sense, and I just don't see it on MDLs currently. Um, I jokingly said to Jack about a month ago that I hope Madcap wins it, uh, but I don't, I don't see it. They made him look good against Corbin, but not enough to win a money invite match. <laughs> Although yeah, they gave him mean, to Mr. Kennedy, so <laughs> who knows? Also, maybe throw Carmella in there, but technically she was regaining the title, the money event that was taken off her for a brief week. So, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Get on one hand, they met people who have held a money event briefcase more than once. So, you know, I think Rollins and either, either Rollins or Drew McIntyre is on Ross's team are the two biggest, you know, the two biggest candidates to take that men's money in the bank briefcase. So I think it's between you and Ross when it comes down to to that match. And I think you'll be much more successful there than with uh, the Street Boys because you versus your good friend Jack. But uh, I think this whole bloodline on all the gold, they're going to try and draw this out as long as possible. So I don't see the Street Boys getting that smoke, whatever that yeah. means, because I'm a sheltered white boy uh, anytime soon. I think if, if the Street Profits do win it, at some point it will be summer, so it won't be. Now, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, think, I, I accept that, but I think they'll score enough points along the journey, like they have been the last couple of weeks, so it won't matter. Yeah, yeah possibly. Uh, I do have some representation that will help me like, stay in the game, at least with my cat to be Belair getting what was a more uncertain match when it was Rhea Ripley to a guaranteed win on pay per view, went now that it's Carmella. Uh, so easy points, hopefully, coming my way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> As I mentioned, Jack already got you. So he's also got Asuka and Raquel Rodriguez, or formerly Gonzalez, uh, in the women's money in the bank. So two opportunities for him to win that match. Uh, who else? Gary is in a weird situation because he's got Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley who are in a match together for the US title tonight. So he gets very minimal points, not as many as he would have gotten. Liv Morgan is on uh, Chris Anthony Lopez's team. For the women's money in the bank. Uh, uh, Alexa Bliss is on Stevens' team. She's in the money in the bank line match as well. Uh, so, has anyone got Becky Lynch? Can't remember. I don't think so. I don't think she was on television when, did it, when they did the draft. I could be wrong, though. Oh, no, she's on Gary's team. So there you go. Oh, okay. Oh, it's not like a last round pick or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because also, I think it was the uncertainty when she. Uh, after she lost the title. So I'm just going yeah. to go through. So Gary probably not get anything for that for that US title match, but he also does have Ronda Rousey who's on who's gonna get the win over Natalia you'd have to think. But the, yeah, so Gary, Stephen, uh, Chris and Jack are all major like contenders taking uh, points from taking points from this woman's mind in the bank ladder match, which is big uh, points if your pick wins the ladder match. Uh so Ryan, if you had to kind of put one out, who do you think is going to walk out with that woman's briefcase? Liv Morgan. I said this last week, we were talking about it, and I think Liv Morgan, one of the cases, is the only minimal threat to Jack left. But um, I, I don't think it'll be enough, but I think definitely Liv Morgan's going to win tonight's Money in the Bank women's match. I, no. I, I think second choice Raquel Gonzalez, but I just think it's too early for her. Uh, I think it's definitely going to live. I'm somebody who's been hearing all the rumours about Becky Lynch, you know, 
as part of this big, you know, big team base comeback, winning the briefcase, which is weird to think she's actually not really won the briefcase of despite giving her a bigger part she is of the women's division. The idea of Becky went out to secure a third you know, rubber match with Bianca Belair one on one, maybe at SummerSlam. I think that'd be quite interesting. I think obviously yeah, the one thing with Jack is obviously I think he's almost guaranteed for the use of the get title points, but it was yeah. really hard with two female picks losing the money in the bank. So it would help him it would help it would keep him it would keep his lead shorter than it would be otherwise, even though he'd probably remain in first place. It's just a case of we don't need him winning money in the bank as well. Yeah, um <laughs> I d I don't want to have that massive gap. It doesn't look great. Um I don't think has there ever been a runaway that big a gap at the end of the season other than the last time Jack won this yeah, time. I don't think Jack's last one had a bigger gap, but I do think uh, Stevens uh, for the most of the lot half of like season five was a big runaway one because we didn't realise just how big a part of T V that Bailey would be alongside Sasha and he had uh, oh, Bailey uh, during a pandemic. Goal. Yeah, yeah, they were on every fucking show. <laughs> and and wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Uh. There you go. Uh, so, you know, a strong mix of people. Some people have a lot of uh, reputation, like yourself and uh, and Gary and Jack. And some people just have, like, one or two people. I can't wait for everybody here to zero and see what he does on, uh, on Money in the Bank, eh? Adam Kelly, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Oh, just doesn't feel to amuse me every time when that gets mentioned. Well, I don't know, no idea why I drafted him out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Liv Morgan and um, Becky Lynch, I think, are two solid candidates for the women's. And Seth and Drew are definitely, I think, solid ones for the men's. But then again, the money back people is always you no know, room for surprises. You know, yeah. so, there's no telling what could happen. Again, no offense to you, Ryan, but if you had like you got, there's like seven guys in this, so you have like what forty eight percent maybe of this of this ladder match on your team. Never yeah. good at numbers, and yet you know, and yet despite the numbers, you know, the numbers looking like they're in your favor. And the words of Scott saying they could spell disaster for you tonight. A sacrifice. <laughs> I just. I bet. I, 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 now that you've mentioned it, I will be very annoyed if I don't have a winner on that show. <laughs> oh, stressing me out, Scott. What are you doing to me? <laughs> I talked about that, like, that US title match where it goes off like Gary has both the champion and challenger, which is a weird situation. I think himself and you would have thought actually would have been the money of the bank match. But do you think during that US title match, just you know, leaked on a you know big rumored match with Cena? Do you think we see a Richie Cage on Cena cameo tonight? Oh, yeah, I can I can see that. Now that you mentioned it, yeah, maybe get uh, maybe it might even get involved in the match. Cost yeah. cost the championship and then they win no belts. SummerSlam. Yeah, because I think actually somebody really keep an eye on potentially if you're in the latter half of the selection, but maybe as a first round or a second round pick. Uh, for the part of, if you're like closer to the snake draft, because I think Lashley has really been built up for something now he's on his own. Uh, I think him winning the US title via Cena distraction could really help him because you know obviously I thought about rumors of Theory versus Cena, but when you think about it, it doesn't really they don't really need a belt involved for Theory versus Cena. Yeah, it's 
unnecessary. Aha. Uh-huh. I, I definitely agree with you. So tonight will be a very interesting episode. Whoever is on next week, I can't really remember what the schedule looks like. We'll probably have a lot to talk about with this uh, Great American Bash on NXT, the fallout of uh, fallout of Money in the Bank on Raw, a big title match for the EW title on this week, week's coming Dynamite, and so much happening in this draft, you know. I'm happy, though, for the next couple of weekends after this, there's only really one pay-per-view after this, and it's like Money in it's SummerSlam, it's the finale, so he's like, the past like, four or five fucking uh, FDLs, we've had to talk about some sort of big premium live event or pay-per-view, you know, that will impact the draft, so I'm happy for it to calm down for a couple of weekends right before the finale. Yeah, uh, it makes it feel a bit more special as well, because if you've got too many uh, premium live events, it kind of saturates a little bit, so I'm, I'm definitely glad to have a small break before the big one at the end. Yeah, and then we're going to start off hot next season when you've got Glen Close proximity, you know, Clash of the Castle and All Out, I think they may even be on the same day, and then you're going to have, I think, uh, next season you're going to have Extreme Rules, Crown Jewel, like Survivor Series and probably another AEW pay-per-view, some more NXT stuff, so you know, next season's going to be a hectic one as well, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Let's see, can Jack hold on to his lead as, as large yeah. as possible? Can, can, can having three people in that money in the bank match secure Ryan Douglas some major points, or will this come back to bite him really hard on the arse? Yes. And, and will Adam Kelly really know what it's like to succeed at anything in life. Find no. out all the answers to all these questions next time. Same draft time, same draft channel. <laughs> Thank you to Ryan Douglas for joining me. Not a problem, not a problem. Glad to be here. I've been Scott McLeod. Happy to be back on the show for the first time in a couple of weeks, and we'll see. See you next time. See you later. <laughs>